Hello listeners and welcome to episode 46 of the Agile Podcast. My name is Paul Goddard and I'm an Agile coach and you've tuned in to listen to myself and fellow Agile coach Jeff Watts talk about Agile over a pint in a pub. If you want to make sure you're up to date with all the latest episodes, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or any other equally good podcast provider. If you'd like to get in touch, maybe ask a question or even suggest a topic for us to talk about in one of these episodes, you can tweet at the Agile Podcast with your suggestions. Jeff and I are already thinking about our upcoming 50th episode. So if you have any ideas on how to make that episode a little bit different, please let us know. Anyway, enough from me. Let's crack on with the show. Play the jingle. We're live. We're live on a rainy, rainy evening in Milton Keynes. Well, it's been a while since we've been here together. It's a strange, yeah, there's a, there is a history of Milton Keynes for us. It's a big BT presence in Milton Keynes. Well, it used to be, I assume there's a big BT presence in Milton Keynes. It always used to be one of the training centres, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's um, Kent's Hill, which I don't think is there anymore. I think it's now a hotel, actually. It's a open university that owns it. Oh, it but we're in a, a pub called the Draft House, hmm. which is big, yeah, and airy, and high ceilinged. Very. I'm Very. assuming it's kind of like a American themed. Is it American themed? Um, There's a lot of American well, ales it's, on it's, it's like it's the craft ale type trend at the moment, isn't it? I think it is. I think they've got about 10, 10 of these in the country. They have. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a franchise thing, is it? Yeah, not many. Okay. Maybe yeah, ten of the most. But they have a menu for, for drinks, yeah. for ales I like and lagers. I like you choice. Can, you can choose, choose things on the menu. And I'm double parked. Yeah, you need to catch up there. So me and Jeff got here about half an hour ago, so um, I'm, I'm um, yes, about a pint and a, pint and a quarter for Jeff's. We should just, well, I started with something, uh, with just a, an Aspals while I was waiting for Jeff to get here, but you have to tell me what you've bought me now, Jeff. It's called a Thundering Molly. Thundering Molly. Mm. It's got a picture of sort of stereotypical American. Um, well, it's probably a name, isn't it? Like basically, the pictures you imagine of, of a lady from the wartime right, okay. seeing off her bow right, okay. as he goes off to to fight in the war. Um, and it's yeah, it's called a Thundering Molly. I, I picked you the. Is it an American cider? Is it American? No, it's a but it's a Herefordshire cider. Okay. Strength? Is it a strong one? I think it's about five. Not okay. particularly. I didn't pick the strong one for you, which is unusual yeah. for you. This one is called. Cool. This they, they call this as well-rounded, very appley, which oh. should be right up your street. <laughs> yes, I'll be able to tell. Oh yeah, it suits my palate. Test that one out for you. Oh, it's still. There's no bubbles. No bubbles. No. It's not cloudy. I genuinely picked that because I thought you'd like it. It is nice. It's very drinkable. That Good. I imagine if I drank a lot of that. The night would end early. Yeah, it would be an early night. It's nice though. I don't usually like a still. No. Cider, but that's quite. It's not too bitter. It's Mm. nice. That's a nice sweet taste. Very good. Good. What have you got, mate? Well, I've taken a gamble. That's quite a dark. It's very dark. I've gone for squid ink. (laughs) Hence the name. Well, yeah, it is. And squid ink is very dark, isn't it? This is a dark IPA. 
I would describe it as like a stout with the stout taken out. Oh, nice, nice bit of um, rhyming. Yeah. Harlan's it, there. When I first smelt, when I first smelt it, the first, the first thing that came to mind was bubble gum, right? But, mm. but I like bubble gum flavour things. Well, it's not it certainly doesn't taste like bubble gum, but it smelt. That was the initial. Stick. Yeah, go for it. Oh yeah, it's like it's got a kind of a candy, candy yeah. smell, isn't it? But then when I smelt it longer, it, it sort of turned into grapefruit. So tasting, oh, I'm going to taste it now. Oh, I have tasted it at the bar, but I'm going to taste it again now for us. Okay. And it's a little. I mean, it's it's definitely pleasant. Pleasant. It's a little bitter. Right. Um, it's not very heavy. If you see something in that colour, you normally think something like Guinness. Yeah. Guinness is quite heavy drink. This is not, quite not a heavy quite drink. Intense. You can't drink much of it. No. It fills you up. It, yeah, it's... I like it. Uh, it's, it's not a sweet drink. It's not fruity. Despite the smell of candy and grapefruit, it doesn't taste anything like that. Oh, okay. And where's that from? Is it, is it a, uh... it's a... It's a Buckinghamshire drink. Oh, is it? Yeah, apparently. Oh, right. So it's a local... XT, I think, is the... Brewer. Okay. Very good. Um, yes. So we're in we're in Milton Keynes for a reason. Yeah. Which at the moment is top secret. Oh. But will become clear very soon. No, no podcast exclusive. I, I, I before you go into that, do you still get lost in Milton Keynes? Well. I've got a lot, I've got sat nav now, so I didn't, but I I remember driving round and round and round before. So when I was very young and came on a training course for BT here, H8 Standing Way yeah. was where I always came back to, <laughs> and just the hope that, that if I kept going along H8, <laughs> I would eventually find what I was looking for. Um, but for those of you that have never been before or not familiar, Milton Keynes is a, is a new town, isn't it? It was, but I'm not sure when it was built. And don't give me a no. I'm, I'm not going to be that clever to know that. But it was. It has no kind of redeeming features. It it's not it's, like the rest of England where there's history. There's no, no history. There's no to history to Milton Keynes. It's, it's relatively new. It's one of those planned cities, isn't it? Yeah, and it's built on a grid system, and it's very symmetrical, and everything looks the same. And for for, for drivers like me and Jeff, it's, for me personally, it's very hard to identify. As a driver, I'm very visual. Yeah. I like to see points of reference, and my memory serves me that if I've gone left here before, then I should go left here again. But as everything looks the same, it's mm. very hard for me to navigate myself around. Yeah, a lot of people did get lost in Milton Keynes, didn't they? Yeah. Which maybe never, never came. Well, it's, I, I find it ironic because that the design of the city was deliberately to make it easier. Yeah. Because you go well, it's like all the, the American system, isn't it? Yeah. All the uh, the would you call them horizontal, left to right, east yeah. to west, uh, yeah. are H roads. And all the, the up down of V roads, and they go in order. They're all numbered. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight. It's so it should be relatively easy, but um, for some reason it doesn't work as easy as uh, a New York no, Manhattan grid style. I don't know why. But then, like, like New York, or, like, do they America? still have the concrete cows? I, I didn't see any on the way in. No, I don't know. What is a concrete cow? Well, they used to have literally cows made of concrete on the roundabouts. Oh, really? And in the fields. Really? No, yeah, because they didn't have any. There were no people living here, like <laughs> living off the land, no farms or anything. So they actually put a little bit oh, of dear. character into the countryside. Anyway, we're in Milton Keynes. <laughs> God bless her. And um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous. To be honest. Come on, Jeff. 
you can tell me. We're good friends. You can. You <laughs> no can, one else you, is listening. You can, no, no one else is listening. You can tell me how how are you how how are you feeling? What's up? I mean, I'm nervous. I'm why nervous. You, why you don't get nervous, do you? Oh yeah, all the time. People. Um, this cool steely Jeff Watts experience. There, there is no such there's thing. There's a there's a soft underbelly which, which is, is exposed at the moment. Well, a big it, soft underbelly. Is your it? underbelly exposed right now? Yeah, it feels it. It feels it. So I'm completely outside of my comfort zone, trying something completely new. I basically, I had had a few ideas at the start of the year for you know, just some creative projects, yeah. something a little bit new. And yeah. One of them's just launched and that went quite well. Another one is, has started. It won't be launched for a while yet. This yeah. one is, this is the third one and we're we're about to start so a few a few trusted colleagues mm. are going to have, have thrown their hat in the ring to help me with this so what is it you're nervous about you think, if you're trying to nail it down what's the where are the nerves emanating the, the nerves are that I'm, I'm doing something that i don't have the skills and the experience to do okay so it's, um, it's a that's, new area of that's something that I've done throughout my life, but I think it's just something that I haven't done for a while. So I've always pushed myself into new areas. I'd never written a book before, but I give it a go and so yeah, on. Yeah. Um, you learn, and I like I like the idea of sort of doing it yourself. But for some reason, the older I get, the harder it is to jump into these things. Because mm. um, I think, given the fact, given your track record that you know, you've tried things and they've generally worked out okay, and even things that you've been quite nervous about, should, should that should help you? Should give you more confidence? No? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm just trying to manage my perfectionism, really. I think ah, okay. There's there's that, but also and also my people pleasing because I've dragged a few people in with me. You know, oh, I okay. I don't want to waste you, their you're, time. And you're worried about them. I don't want to let yeah. them down. Um, you know, nobody else is on the hook yet, so I haven't made any public. So this commitment. is perhaps not quite so much of a solo project as some of the other stuff you've done. This is a bit some a few um, more, more people involved. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm involving a few more people. I have. Yeah, I didn't. Has there been any things that I've really done on my own? I don't think there's going to be anything that I've done on my own. Even when I did the books, I got people like Rebecca yeah. Traeger in um, to help me. Um, so I, you know, I don't think. But yeah, this one, this one is. There was going to be one, two. There was going to be seven of us okay. doing this. We're yeah. now down to five. Two people have okay. had some calendar conflicts, so they can't help us out in iteration one. Okay. They may be back in the future, right? Uh, depending on how it goes. So yeah, this is um, it's a new it's a new world. So it's it's TV. TV. Hmm. Yeah, well, TV, internet TV. Int- so what? Okay, like. Um, all right. So like YouTube type stuff. Are you talking about yeah. YouTube? Yeah. The, about? the plan is to the plan is to we've got a week of filming, and we'll I'll be creating a few episodes of like a. A pseudo TV show, okay, with which will be put out there for free for people to, to watch, and okay. if they find valuable, then hopefully, hopefully they will. Okay, so where do these other five five people come in then? So it's a it's a kind of game show, okay, a, a kind of educational like like challenge show, challenge like show, yeah, yeah, uh, with an underpinning educational theme. There'll be there'll be some things that we can strip out in terms of learning and yeah. application to the real world. Okay. So a few games, few challenges. Yeah. Bit of fun though. Bit yeah, of bit fun. of fun. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, my, my plan is, if nothing else, we'll have some fun this week. Yeah, okay. If there's nothing usable at the end of it, <laughs> all right, I'm a little bit out of pocket. Yeah. You guys have spent a bit of time um, 
but we'll have had some fun. Exactly. <clears throat> okay, that's, but that's um, that is new, isn't it? But and I suppose the lack of with things like that is that because obviously you know, people might know Jeff. I've been on television at least uh, at least twice. Well, yeah. Um, um, and my, uh, my 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 followers will know that they'll have seen me on channels such as BBC Two at <laughs> five o'clock, and they'll have prime seen time. prime time. Um, yeah, it was a BBC. Was it Channel Four? Channel Four as well. I've been on BBC Two and Channel Four in two well-known TV UK TV game shows, fifteen to one and Eggheads. Mm. Look it up. But um, no, it is. There's a lot of. Can people find that on YouTube? Probably not. <laughs> they can find it on my um, Skybox at home. Okay. So I've saved those episodes for posterity. 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 Yeah, yeah, but um, there is. A, what I was going to say is, there's a lot of people involved. So to, to take that on yourself is quite, quite yeah. a task. Yeah, and I'm not expecting miracles of myself. You're not expecting Hollywood standard no. Oscar material. No. This is, you know, this is an MVP. It, it's cost a bit already, and I'm not, I'm not going to throw ridiculous amounts of money at it in case the idea is terrible. So it's, it's going to, te- I'm going to test it with the audience. If the audience think it's good, they, they enjoy it, then maybe we'll invest more in the future. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be doing the directing, the producing, the shooting, the editing, and yeah, it's it's expensive. Yeah. TV is expensive. Well, also your time, isn't it? It's, it's having known from having to try and edit these podcasts. <laughs> um, editing in, in itself is, is a time-consuming yeah. um, activity. But I think it's good to push yourself into those areas of discomfort. Into your well, that's where you learn. Isn't it? I think so. I mean, that's that's where I'm. You know, I'm hoping that this is something else. It's not. I've never really had a bucket list to, to oh, take I off. Have. I have. Well, no, no. The places I want to go, and there are perhaps a couple of things that I would like to do. But work-wise, I've never had sort of. You know, these are these are my goals. Work-wise, I've, no. I've never had. I want to be on TV or, or anything like that. But I I like new. I like doing new things, and I want to do as many new things as I can. So it's been a. This is, a, this is a year of doing new things. Okay. And video is kind of an underlying theme. So hopefully by the time this podcast goes out, we yep. obviously don't know when it's going to be, but it should people should be able to hopefully see what that is. Yeah. So hopefully episode one will be either out or coming soon. So stay, stay tuned. Yeah. Okay. And if it goes well, then maybe we'll be looking for other people to join so in you, the series too. You haven't got a bucket list. Have I got a bucket list? Well, yeah, I want to fly a plane, right? And I want to jump out of a plane, but not necessarily on the same journey. <laughs> right. Okay, I've jumped out of a plane. Yeah. But I've not flown a plane. Oh, have I? No, I have flown a plane. Have you? I had a. a uh, I think my now wife bought me a uh, a flying lesson for my one of my birthdays a long time, a long time back in car out of Cardiff. Okay. I piloted a glider. <coughs> right. Carl Scotland and I went in the Rockies. K Dog. K Dog to his friends. Shout out he to was, Carl Scotland. He was very poorly. What, what as a result of your flying? He wasn't we weren't in the same one. Oh right. <laughs> So he flew and I flew. Okay. And uh, I think he he was, he was sick in awesome. the air. Oh really? He was all over uh, the cockpit. Yeah. I, I wasn't in there. He was not well. Uh, to be was fair, he not well before he got in we'd, the aircraft. We'd been drinking a lot the night before uh, with uh, with our dear friend Gene Tobaker. Oh, bless him. And uh, he it, it, we How didn't get to bed. That? How long ago was that? Ooh. 
I'm going to say getting on eight, nine years ago, really? maybe okay. something like that. And where was that? In Denver, Colorado. Okay. Nice place to do it. Oh, it was then. absolutely beautiful. Was it? It was a gorgeous day. Not a cloud in the sky. Uh, it was quite warm when you get up that high. It's mile high. Is it? Denver, the yeah. mile high city. Yeah. And the sights were just incredible. I bet they were. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a really good. That's, really an impre- that's something that you've done that many people would never have the chance to do. No. It's quite unique. Especially where you were and, and the experience, you know, the gliding. Gliding is supposed to be a lot more, more beautiful than, than flying. It's very calm, it's very yeah, quiet. No it's, noise. Yeah, it's just glide, you know, literally gliding there with no engine. It's just really, really peaceful. Yeah. Mm. It was so I still, as you, as you were, I've told this a hundred times, my bucket list is, actually I've crossed a few things off my bucket list recently. Been on TV, that was on there. Yeah. Um, Certain musicians that I always wanted to see, that was on there. So Elton John, seen that. Billy Joel, seen that. Um, I still, however, want to appear in a Hollywood movie. Okay. So, um, what I'm steps still, have you taken to make well, that? Well, it's funny to say that, yeah. Um, obviously, if there's any uh, Hollywood directors listening to this podcast, <laughs> I'm sure that we have, it could reach some of them. No, but. Um, I've actually, I don't, have I told you this? I've actually signed up to a an extras agency. Okay. Home. So I am officially listed. Uh, I've had the. So do you have? Do you, are you able to list as Paul Goddard? Do you have an equity name or? An equity name? No, I'm just Paul Goddard. Okay. I had to have some like um, some um, photo uh, photo photos done. What do they call them? Headshots. Yeah, mugshots. Yeah. And. Uh, so I've had that and now I'm hoping, I'm just waiting for the phone call, Jack, that's all I'm doing. John Travolta's stunt stu- double. But that, I have, <laughs> I have given serious consideration to the whole professional lookalike thing. Yeah. But I think, I think maybe I've grown the beard now, which, which takes some, some of that uniqueness away. But um, yeah, that was another avenue. If, if, the, if the agile game you know, yeah. slows down. Do you think teams, agile teams should have bucket lists? I think it's a nice metaphor, isn't it, for things, it's almost like things that you feel could be impossible to achieve. Yeah. But, but Set your own targets. Yeah, but there's two elements to this, isn't it? There's things that we can, we can identify as a team that we want to be able to do that might be, you know, we might want to deliver 100 points in a sprint, whatever okay. that might be. So let's, let's say that's a very scrum-focused one. But I think it's interesting. You can, you can gain a lot from someone about what their personal bucket list is. Yeah. Because isn't there that you talked about feeling vulnerable? There's a sense of confess, not confessing. That's the wrong word. But sharing something about yourself. Yeah. That you think maybe I, this isn't something I'd ordinarily share. But so I think, what would you take from the fact that I want to fly a plane and jump out of a plane? What would you read into but that? that? Well, that's that's quite not not to put. Too fine upon it. That's quite com- uh, quite a common thing, isn't okay. it? Okay. So something that perhaps a little bit more unique to you might be quite more interesting. Is there anything on your bucket list that's a bit more, or something you'd like to do that's perhaps a bit more more? Let's listen to a little bit more about your character. I don't know. I'd like to open a bar. You'd like to open a bar. Yeah. Yeah. I want to own a boat. Okay. Why do you want to own a boat? Just because I like the water. Right. Sense of freedom. Yeah. Sense of doing things when you want to do them. Yeah. Okay. You see what I mean? It, it, it tells. 
it's an interesting conversation to have within a team as, as to why people might want to do those things. Mm. And also, it's not necessarily something it distant. I love anything you can do as a team to distance yourself from the work aspect and to develop your own personal your personality within within yeah. the people the people that you work with. It might be something really simple like that yeah. you do you have an allergy to cucumber. I don't know. It could be, it could be anything, but it's something that specific to you that we would be interesting to, to know about. Okay. I think that's good. I think that's a good good uh, exercise. Yeah. Similar to the stuff we do around you know, team team um, formation in yeah. our courses, isn't it? Yeah, we've Personal and, we, and we've focused a lot on the, the individual members of the team and connecting with individuals. I was just thinking whether a team should have a bucket list. Could have could get benefit from so a collective that, bucket list. Something they want to achieve together as a team. Yeah. Okay. Give me some examples. Well, I'm thinking. So I'm thinking. I'm, I'm making the analogy. I think in my head the connection to sort of self-defined metrics, if you like. Yeah. Because any metric imposed on a team is generally nowhere near as motivating or as inspiring as a, as a metric that a team imposes upon themselves. Mm. I also like the idea of it's very future future focused, isn't it? Yeah. It's on the if we want to achieve these things, then we've got to stick together. So it's it was in terms of trying to create that team um, longevity. The, the idea that okay to achieve these things, if we firstly if we can agree on them, mm. it gives us a focus not just for this maybe this project or this next release, yeah. but how we want to shape ourselves. And we've done some work before about this, about the idea of a metaphor, a, a, a high-performance metaphor. Remember, we used to do it in our courses ages ago. We haven't, we haven't done it for a long time. But the idea of if this, if our team was a, yeah. a tree, or if it was a, a boat, then you know, what do we see that future? How do we see that future mapping out? Mm. Yeah, I wonder whether any teams have done that the idea of a, of a bucket list well maybe that's not the right term maybe we need a different term there maybe it's maybe it's goals maybe it's it's just a bit but the idea of a bucket sanitary. where does the term bucket list come from is it kick the bucket yeah before, so the idea list of, before you kick the bucket right so but you know there is I'm sure people see their, their own scrum team or their agile team as it's finite. That's, there's a point when what? maybe they don't. Maybe I'm making an assumption there. Um, things we should do before we lose a member or before we disband. And I, I think my, my mind's going off on a tangent now, and thinking, well, there is value in the team having a, a, a goal, a collective sort of objective. But also, there's you know, if you ask me, what? What kind of team would you like to be part of before you retire? Mm. You know, I'd like to be yeah. part of a team yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> then that's an interesting thing because that's not a personal objective, is it? That's that's defining the environment that I want to be part of. And if I can find others with that, with those common interests, or oh, it's an interesting talking point. If you don't, if you can't find yeah. anything as a team that you can all. Mm. Focus on or, or um, agree on. Yeah. 
it made me think of something different there. I think it's a good test of memory because I think I wrote this in my book, but don't quote, don't quote me on this. Um, it was a story from a previous team that I spent some time coaching with, and they had one of their team members was leaving, and um, one of the the team member that was leaving had never been to the zoo. Really. So they said, you know what? Before you leave this team, before you go off and do your thing, as a team, we're going to take you to the zoo. I like that. I don't know if it actually ever happens, <laughs> but it was a conversation I remember having with the scrum master at the time. But it was something that they all said, you know what? We should, we should do that for you. And it was something that the team could organise and, yeah. and, and participate in. But it wasn't for them. It was for a team member. Well, it was in a way. So I think there's, there's a vicarious sense of enjoyment there. Yeah, they're enjoying seeing someone else enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there's a sense of but you get you get a vicarious sense of fulfilment from offering an appreciation yeah. by sharing your your gratitude to someone. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice gesture. I think that's, that's, some, that's a touching gesture, isn't it? It's kind yeah, of, something we can do for you before you leave or before. It's one of those things, those best, those better, they're always amazing when they don't cost a lot of money. Yeah. They're just, it's the thought. Yeah. Literally. It's a bit cheesy, isn't it? But when someone really understands you and goes out of their way to. Yeah. I like that. When do you get nervous? When do I get nervous? Um, when do I get nervous? When I think I'm going to get into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you never get into trouble. No. no. But um, I don't. I don't tend to get nervous when around. I used to get nervous a lot around training and and meet. Oh, I get nervous around kind of. Meeting new people, that kind of thing about small talk. Okay. I struggle with that. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best. I don't think. And um, I generally feel a bit uncomfortable with being that kind of outwardly spoken. Oh, that's not nervous, though, is it? Really? When do I get nervous? Well, I'm interested in slightly changing that question. When are you comfortable? when other people would be nervous? What situations are you comfortable that other people would be nervous in? It's a good question. I think I'm comfortable when I feel that the decision is out of my hands. The reason I'm thinking of now um, is nothing to do with Scrum at all. It's to do with planning permission. Okay. So there's a where me and my wife live. There's as, and you know this, but there's a wide expanse of land mm. in front of our house, which has been up for grabs really by the through various building um, um, companies and and whatever housing associates trying to basically claim that land for houses. My wife, God bless her, um, really does panic, worry get nervous about what could happen mm -hmm. and I suppose it's that we've mentioned this before about this locus of control I, I firmly believe I wouldn't, it's comfortable I'm very calm around the situation that 
we've done everything we can about this. Yeah. The decision is not our, is is out of our hands. Yeah. So anything that I believe where the decision is out of my hands, I'm quite comfortable with. Mm. But where people, and my wife is a good example, believes that she can make some kind of change about yeah. this, she that brings on quite a lot of nerves. Right? So and that generally, I think, is a good thing for our. We need that in our relationship. Well, she gets stressed. Yeah. Which is obviously not a good thing for her in some ways. But yeah. But is in other ways because by feeling that stress, it, it kind of encourages her to take action where you wouldn't. Yeah. And actually, you've kind of assumed how much impact you can have. Whereas, yeah. because of that stress, she may get a little further than you would. True. I agree. Before we go any further, maybe we should explain the idea of a locus of control for, for our listeners. We may have mentioned it before, but I'll hand over to my good friend Jeff Watts to do that. <laughs> well, the locus of control is the concept of how much effect you believe you can have on your circumstances and surroundings. So it's not whether you have one or not, it's whether you have an internal locus of control mm. or an external locus of control. So if you have a predominantly internal locus of control, then you believe you can have a significant effect on your circumstances, your surroundings. If you have an external locus of control, then generally you feel that it's more down to luck, fate, circumstance, yeah. or other people. And we, we typically talk about this in terms of enacting change. You're more likely to achieve change if you believe you have an internal locus of control. Because but is it right in saying that it's, it may not be a... A, a um, Boolean thing. That no, no, it's not. For some things, you may believe yes. you have a control over. Some things you might may not. And that's that's a good link, actually. And believe me, listeners, that was not planned because we couldn't plan anything like that. But that was partly the main that. reason why I asked the question of: Is are there circumstances where you feel calm when when other people wouldn't? Oh, I see. Because almost everyone has some situation where they feel calm and somebody else, another person or the type of person, would feel stressed. Mm. And if you can understand what's going on for you in those situations where you're calm, and you might say unnaturally calm, then you can, you can tap into that for the situations where you find yourself stressed or nervous and other people don't. So let me flip it on its head then, to the same question to you. Mm. Can you think of situations where you feel calm, where other people would feel nervous? Yes, when I'm, when I'm talking uh, on a, at a conference, I still get nervous, but nowhere near as much as I used to. But I think, you, and you've always made a, a big thing of this, that you used to have quite a, quite a fear of a public phobia, speaking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you now are able to remain calm better than ever? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Through repetition, through yeah. continuous proving to myself that I can do it, uh, preparation and confidence in my subject matter. And feedback, I suppose. Feedback, yeah. yeah. So the reason I, I'm, I'm outside of that comfort zone now is because I don't have the confidence in my production skills, my directing skills, yeah. my mastery of light. <laughs> um, and sound and editing and all those things that I just don't you know, in, it's in, a new area isn't yeah, it? they're, they're all skills I don't have and I don't have a huge amount of preparation so I've, I've managed, I've taken what I've learnt from my speaking situation and I've applied it to a degree in that I have run pilots with my wife my children okay. uh, and others just to get a feel for the kind of problems that I might come up against 
know, get some of those early learning points out of the way uh, and make things a little smoother and a little bit more polished. Plus, I've been bringing down my, my own personal expectation bar. Yeah. So I've, I've reduced the amount of things that I'm planning to get done in the day. Um, I, I'm, I'm not setting myself up for Hollywood style. Yeah, my definition of done, if you like, is, is lower than, yeah. than, than other people. But I'm happy with that. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've worked on it. And that's, that's a common strategy that I'll, I'll help or coach other people to use. Drawing on the strengths that they have in one situation and applying them to another. That's nice, I like that. That's good. Well mate, we're 30 minutes in and um, we're almost empty and I'm getting a bit hungry. Probably time for dinner, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's got dark now. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll sign off there. Sign Thank off. you very much for yeah. a good chat. I enjoyed that. And if uh, if this project is live by the time this podcast goes out, then we'll try and put the, the details in. Yeah, the, you'll uh, find out by some yeah. by some way by you'll some means. Yeah, good to see you again. Good job. Cheers, everyone. Ta-da.